fueled by C4, Cellucor, and Extend. Use the code Clydesdale to get 20% off the checkout at C4Energy.com. On Clydesdale Media, where we bring you the widest array of content here on our YouTube channel. Make sure you like and subscribe to the channel. Hit that notifier so you first know when new episodes are available. What is going on, everybody? Welcome to the Clydesdale Media Podcast. My name is Scott Switzer. I'm the Clydesdale. We have with us Chelsea Nicholas. Chelsea, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Good. Uh, we were talking before we got on air that, you know, we st- I met you in the semifinal series a couple a couple years ago, and now it's like we're old friends. We get to chat like every couple weeks. Yeah, I love yeah, it. I love it. Yeah, so um, super excited to talk to you. There, the reason I titled this thing is when you see a fork in the road, you take it is because you had a lot of choices this year in how your season was going to go. Mm-hmm. You qualified for semis as a master's, you qualified for semis as an individual, and for a time you were even on a team. Mm-hmm. So three, three, was it tangs? What do they call it? Anyway, things on the fork, right? Uh, Points on the fork. And you had a lot of choices and you took pretty much all of them. I tried. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked last time because you would do a semifinal one week and then the next week you're doing another semifinal. How did that make your season go? Like, did you need more rest Uh, at some point? Not really. Not really. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. I was constantly in the middle of a qualifier for a while because if it wasn't like the open, then it was this quarterfinal, then that quarterfinal, then this semifinal, and then getting ready for the in-person semifinal. Um, so, yeah, I guess I used the age group semifinal as kind of a practice go for the in-person open semifinal and then um, – yeah, I guess my my personal priority was um, if I can make it in the open division individual, that's always been kind of the dream. But if that didn't pan out, there was plan B uh, going age group. Um, and then, of course, there was the opportunity to do teams. So we pursued that as well. Just keep all the options open. Yeah, yeah. Plan A, plan B, plan Z, you know, yeah. whatever it is. Um, so your open record online goes back to 2012 and I know CrossFit doesn't report anything before that. Is there anything before 2012? Uh, no, that was my first year. I had started CrossFit that February. Um, and so hopped into my very first open that year. So you've been at this from, from 2012 till now, that's Mm -hmm. 11 years. And you got to play in all the different ponds this year. Yeah. We have tons of analogies for this. Yeah. Um, and your, you said your priority was the elite semifinal. Mm-hmm. So you go to Pasadena and you have kind of an up and down weekend. Which yeah. I don't think was too, too different than, than most. Mm-hmm. The, the events seem to lend themselves to that kind of up and down Thing for athletes what was your mindset going in and how did it kind of evolve through the weekend 
Uh, yeah, so at this point, I did not qualify for the games for age group. I had missed it by one place. So this is kind of like a final shot for me. I want to bring the best me I can out there and do everything I can to give myself an opportunity to land in that top 10. Um, so looking at the events, uh, we were the second weekend to go. So we learned a lot watching that first weekend. We knew what the events were, but we didn't have all the movement standards. So it was a little hard to test things, but watching it one weekend, seeing this horse come in, that gave us a pretty good idea. So that was helpful. Um, for me, it's always difficult to look at the events and pick which my best or worst one is going to be. You'd think it'd be easy. You pick the ones you think you're good at or you might like. Um, but at the end of the weekend, it always shocks me what my best and worst event are. Um, so I just have to look at each event on its own and find out how to optimize it for myself and see where I fall um, executing it for myself. Um, so that's kind of what we did one event at a time. Um, I guarantee you every athlete out there is facing some sort of adversity throughout the weekend at one point or another. I mean, I had a little bit of that, but, um, spirits were high and I was having a blast. So that was kind of the approach. So it's funny you say like, you can't pinpoint what you're good and bad at. Yeah. My co-host and I for the weekend <clears throat> was Jimmy Latimer, who actually competed against you in the 35 to 39 year old division. Yeah. Um, her and I were arguing as to what you were good at. <laughs> so between it's the two of us, you could decide what was going to be your good and what was going to be your bad event. Yeah. It's hard for me too. Like I think other people, it kind of surprises them where I fall on certain events, but it surprises me as well. Like I think looking at the events, we all thought the snatch would be my best event, which it was one of my best events. Um, had a little hiccup there and didn't snatch quite as much as I wanted to. I misloaded my bar, so that was on me. Um, but I think was I that was maybe one of my best events, but also the muscle-up one um, with the rack on, that was a decent one for me. Um, let's see. So, yeah, those those were your two best events. Okay. They are very contradictory. Right. right. And I don't know that I, I thought I could do well in the muscle one. I didn't necessarily think it would be one of my best events, but I, I did like it. Um, so I was arguing that you, you have some, you have gymnastic skills. Mm -hmm. Jamie's arguing that you are a power output athlete. <laughs> that was our back and forth the, in, the entire weekend. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Right? And so it's funny that those were your two best events and they're very contradictory. And just mm -hmm. some notes, you took 13th in the muscle up event. You got 36, 37 burpee box overs, which is a really good score. And then you were 15th in the snatch at 190. You said you misloaded the bar. I've seen your numbers be higher mm -hmm. than the past. Yeah. It felt good. I just, yeah, misloaded it, but that was me. Um, yeah, and I really thought my worst event was going to be the legless climb one, um, just due to some like, well, even when I'm in perfect condition, that's not my best movement. It's a grip limiter for me like it is for a lot of people. Um, and actually for the age group semifinals, that's what 
pushed me to 11th place is because I got stuck on the last climb. I went too hard and lost all my grip strength. Um, and so I got last place in the age group semifinals in that event. Um, so anyways, I thought that was going to be my worst event here, but I, instead of pushing, I played it smart and I didn't miss any climbs. And, um, so that was, it was my second <laughs> worst event. Uh, the worst event for me was actually the final event, which really surprised me because I thought that was going to be one of my best events, but I think what it came down to was it being a sprint. And so all the times were really so close. Um, and I did go out a little hot and I think that's, so I blew up on that third round, but I think that was good for me because in general, I'm a pacer. And so I can be proud of myself for, uh, letting myself redline, especially on the big stage. So, um, that was kind of a win for me, even though I didn't do well. Yeah. So I have, I have a couple of follow-ups to that, but we have, <laughs> we have some questions in the comments that I want to get to. Did you get a lot? Because you you do look so young, right? Um, and we have a lot of questions in the comments about there's no way you're a master's athlete. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I do get that a lot. And um, I kind of assumed it was because I train so much. And I mean, all I do is I work and I train and I'm an aunt. Um, but yeah, I assume it's because other people my age are spending their time doing other things. Um, but yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. And so genes wise, like your parents and siblings, do they look young as well? I think so. Um, my sister is 15 months older than me. So we're really close in age. Um, and my brother's two years younger. Um, I feel like everyone looks really good for their age, but uh, I guess you'd have to ask an outsider. Yeah. 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 I, th I think it's all about skin, right? Like, mm -hmm. and I have good skin. Like people don't think I'm 53. Yeah. I wouldn't think that at all. Right. So some of us are blessed with good skin and we look younger than we are. <laughs> we just take that. Right. I'll take um, it. So, and you just got into the 35 to 39. So you're 35. Mm -hmm. Okay. We have that question there too. Yeah. Um, and what program do you follow? Uh, so I do my gyms programming, which right now, I think one of the, um, one of our coaches is writing it right now. Um, so I'll do the class workout and my, the owner of the gym will maybe modify things to scale that up for me. And he'll also give me a couple extra pieces to tack on either before or after the class. So I'm in the gym a couple hours a day, five days a week. Um, and that's what I've been following for the last couple years now. Wow. You're doing really well with just like a class. <laughs> well, thanks. Yeah. well, for many years, I did have a coach who did individualized programming for me. Um, and I think that's what, from when I first started CrossFit, my first couple of years in the open, just doing like the one hour class, I wasn't making a lot of progress. So I hired the coach. Um, and in one year she got me to the regional level. Um, and I stuck with her for a few years. And then in 2018, there were all the changes and for a few other reasons, um, I stopped working with the coach and I kind of did other things for a little bit, but I kept doing CrossFit. Uh, 
and then the pandemic happened and it was like kind of doing what I could. Um, and then I landed at the gym I'm at now. Um, Cody Looney owns it. He runs the Bergener strength courses. So I've gotten a lot stronger training under him. And, uh, yeah, right now being a master's athlete, the goal for me is longevity and to enjoy what I do and to stay healthy. Um, and to do that, I think the key is like not overtraining, um, training smart, quality over quantity. Um, and so that's what I do. <laughs> so you say you've gotten a lot stronger with Cody as your coach <laughs> and doing the class workouts. Do you think that's maybe you've been at this since 2012? Do you think that's one of the reasons you can't pinpoint kind of where, where your strength's going to like, would you say at one time you were more gymnastics heavy and then, and it's evolved into now you have some power output to go with that? Yeah, I've always liked the strength stuff and I'd say the strength stuff's always been like my strength, I guess. Um, but I think being, uh, uh, well, especially under Cody, like for one year, even during the pandemic, I focused only on Olympic lifting um, because that was where the opportunities to compete were when everything was kind of shut down. Um, I think now for once in my life, I am like, a, a, it used to always be like, there's never going to be something that I'm the best at. I'm just going to be good enough at everything. And I feel like now the strength is turning more into like my specialty and I need to kind of even it back out again. Um, just kind of looking at where I've fallen on a lot of these uh, qualifiers and whatnot. I really wish you wouldn't have said that because that <laughs> that's proving proving Jamie right and me wrong. Oh well, I mean, I, well, let me also say like I'm not the best at strength stuff, but um, it's definitely kind of turning more that way. It feels like to me, and that's based just on looking at leaderboards. So maybe that's not me changing. Maybe that's the field changing. I don't know, but um, I was yeah. I still I was, like to think of myself as like, pretty well rounded. I don't know. I was just being funny I admit when I'm wrong. I can admit when I'm wrong. Um, so, so we go to, you're at semifinals and what was your goal on the snatch? You said that, that you misloaded the bar and hit 190 and it was, it felt good and it was easy. Yeah. So, so I hit the 190 and my plan was to hit 175, 190. And then based on how that felt, either do 195 or 200. And it felt good. So I'm like, well, let's do 200 because I haven't hit a 200 pound snatch in maybe a year or so. And uh, so I went to load the bar and they had given you, well, first of all, like the 10 pound is like not the full size. It's like the white one and then the two and or the five and then the two and a half. So I had the 45, a 25 for 175. And then I added a five and a two and a half for 190. And like in the moment, I was like, I'll do 195 to be safe. And then I'm like, no, I'll do 200. And I end up taking off the two and a half and putting on a 10, which is actually 205. And then I go to the other side and do the same thing. And my coach was standing on that side. And he's trying to get my attention because he thinks I misloaded my bar and that it's different on both sides. And by the time we figured out that the bar was loaded evenly, it was just loaded at the wrong number. There wasn't even enough time for me to pull the 205 I had loaded because I totally would have thrown it up there to see what happened. But it was my bad because I should have just thrown on a five on each side and kept it simple. But I was 
I don't know. Have you ever hit 205? That's my max. Yeah. When so, that year I focused on strength, I hit 205. Yeah. I mean, a 15 pound jump would have been aggressive. It would have sure. been aggressive, but that's the place to try something like that. When the adrenaline's high, there's all the people around, um, you're competing. So. Well, and other athletes have told me that CrossFit changed the way the warmups kind of went and you actually got to put your hand on a bar yeah. to the start time than you have in the past. Yeah. I had too much time to warm up. I only like, I prepared for the worst and we got there and had all this time and I hit one more at my opener and then, um, yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of time to practice. How tall are you? Five, six and a half. Yeah, you, you're definitely taller than I, than I thought you, because I've met you virtually Yeah. You know, in these Zoom settings. And when I met you, saw you in person, I was like, dang, she's taller than she looks on a Zoom call or whatever we yeah, call it. Yeah, I'd say I'm taller than a lot, probably taller than like the average uh, CrossFit female athlete. Yeah, that really surprised me. Just, yeah. just yeah. a little fun fact. <laughs> So then you get into that last event, which really the way your, your weekend went, we, we kind of predicted you'd have a great last event. Me too. <laughs> and then, so you said you went, you're, so what I want to ask is you said you were happy, kind of happy with it because you actually sprinted it and went out too hot mm -hmm. and didn't race like you normally did. Mm -hmm. Are those the things you garnered over the weekend? Like, the small wins? Yeah, I think it's good to take something away that you maybe learn from. So you make it a productive thing, but um, like emotionally, it's also good to like find the positive in everything because there's going to be a silver lining everywhere. And I think those are important to like pinpoint um, as much as kind of the learning side of things. So and, and during that weekend, you didn't know that there was going to be a plan B. No, um, I knew there was potential. I had only missed qualifying by one place. Um, at the time, I think almost every, like everyone who had received an invite had registered. So I was starting to lose hope. I think China was the only one who hadn't, but I assumed she was just waiting to see how, um, semifinals went in the open division. Um, but yeah, I, I knew it was possible. I, um, but I wasn't counting on it. So I was trying to talk myself into like, well, that's okay. There's another opportunity every year. You can just relax, enjoy your summer, let your body recover a little bit, like trying to like hype myself up about it. But obviously I wanted more than anything to just get that invite. And, and the reason I ask that is, at some point during the weekend, you knew it was going to be difficult to qualify in yeah. the league, right? Mm -hmm. Like it just becomes a reality when you look at the leaderboard where you're at. And at that point, if you knew you had plan B, you could use that to kind of almost prep yourself for the games as a master, right? Yeah. But you didn't even know that. So you, <laughs> you couldn't really do that. No, I just, I wanted to end on a strong note. Um, 
I think a lot of people on the last event, if they know, uh, if the weekend maybe didn't go how they wanted to, they might just be like going through the motions. But I always like to end the season on a really strong note. And um, when we were lined up waiting to walk out there, I saw uh, Elijah Muhammad and we're buddies and he was kind of hyping me up to like, last event, let's go. And so I just got real fired up right before it started. And um, I went pretty hot. And now when I tested this workout, we would often do like full out sprints, but like then rest between rounds. Um, and the other element is I never did it right after that legless climb event. So my grip was already a little bit pumped from that. And um, without, and I, if I was going at that sprint pace, but without the rest between sets. So round three, I got a couple toe to bar, no reps, my toes, like maybe not quite hitting the bar. And so had to drop one or two times on that last set. Um, and a matter of a few seconds was a few places on the leaderboard. So. Yeah. That workout came down to that last set of toes to bar. <laughs> could, could you hang on? Mm -hmm. Whoever could did really, really well. Yeah. And whoever kind of fell in the, the muck of the rest of the, the, the contestants. Yeah. And like typical Chelsea would, uh, maybe uh, cruise a little bit uh, slower on that first bike and maybe drop on the toe to bar one time, just like a quick shake out and back up instead of holding it for unbroken the first two sets. Um, and I think that would have really paid off in that third round and I would have ended up farther ahead. Um, but again, that's where you learn. And um, it was good for me to be aggressive. Do you think you would have attacked that if you knew you were going to the games as a master's, mm -hmm. would you have attacked any of the last events differently? I don't think so. Okay. Um, yeah. I, I always want to land as high as I can. And I think in the moment I was doing what I could to get me there. So I don't think I would have done anything differently had I known. Okay. What is the thing you learned most about yourself? during the semifinal weekend? Oh, um, well, I do feel like that last event, I learned that it's okay to be a pacer. Um, <laughs> and uh, so like for me, yeah, the biggest learning was that pacing on the last one. And um, for the snatch event, I would have taken a look at what weights they give you out on the floor ahead of time and made more like simplified the plans in my head for what my next jumps would be. So I wouldn't have to do math out there um, because that can change things, especially when you only have a couple minutes to build. So those were the biggest two learning pieces for me, I think. Have you, have you ever written stuff down on your hand or anything like that to, as like a cheat? <laughs> no, not really, but I always have a plan. And then, I mean, I'm also always ready to adjust that plan, but uh, I never have to, maybe in my notebook back before I go out there, but I never write it on my hand or anything. Okay. Well, you are like an engineer, right? Like, yeah. <laughs> this is supposed to be your strong suit. Yes, yeah, I know. So it's so embarrassing for me to misload my bar. <laughs> yeah. So, 
the other thing I want to ask you is just because you did best in those two events we talked about doesn't mean those are the events you're most proud of. Right. But so tell me what you're most proud of from the weekend. I am most proud of the seated legless rope climbs because that's a movement. Well, legless rope climbs in themselves have kind of always been one of those movements for me. Um, I have pretty small hands for my size. And in fact, my first coach always thought that would be like a limiter in how far I went in the sport. Um, so we did a lot of work to work on grip strength. There was a year where I was only allowed to touch a men's barbell um, just to focus on grip strength. And so we worked on it a lot, but um, still like legless climbs, that's something where my forearms are going to um, get real tight and I'm not going to be able to grip the rope at some point if I push too hard or if I'm not smart about it. Um, and on top of that, I um, have a little bit of like elbow stuff going on. And the one movement that's really painful for me is like that legless climb. So when that was announced, um, we decided, well, let's not even try any of them. Let's just save them all for the competition. So I didn't test one of them. I didn't know what it felt like to come down um, without legs. I've never done one of those before, but I just, it was such an unknown and I had to go out there and um, try and get it done. And I finished all the climbs. So it was a big win for me. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So now let's talk about you finish that weekend. You kind of think your season's over. There's a small sliver of hope that you might make it in as a master's athlete. But like you said, everybody had already registered ahead of you. Mm -hmm. So you're thinking at that point on Sunday night is celebrate that the season's over kind of relax and get rested up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The timing was actually perfect. So yeah, Sunday, uh, we stayed in California one extra day. Monday we went to universal studios. Um, we flew home Tuesday. I unpacked Wednesday. I go to the office. I'm sitting at work and I get an email with an invite to the games. Um, and I thought it was spam. I was afraid to click on the link to accept or decline. I like hovered over it to make sure it came from CrossFit. Um, and it did. And so I registered. So yeah, again, like I didn't really have much time to transition into off season Chelsea. It was like, I was just getting back to work and boom, here we go. Um, and I guess what happened is someone in the top 10 ended up qualifying on a team. And so she is going team to the games and I am backfilled into her spot. So really this is like best case scenario. I'm not taking an opportunity away from anyone. No one got hurt. Um, It's just a spot opened up for me. And so you've been doing this since 2012. Mm -hmm. You know, you got really serious and hired a personal coach. Mm -hmm. Make it through the pandemic you're doing class wads, you're getting stronger. And like you finished 10th at Granite Games last year, mm-hmm. in the open division. It's not like you weren't ever close. Right. But you, for the first time, get to go to the CrossFit Games. Yeah. What is that feeling like? It's really exciting. I've... I went to watch the games back when it was in Carson. Um, that must have been like 2015 or 2016. And I remember 
telling myself like, I don't want to go watch again. Next time I go, I want to compete. I actually went twice, two years in a row to watch. Um, and then I was like, okay, I'm done going to watch. Next time I go, I want to go compete. And I haven't been back since, but um, it's pretty cool to actually get to be going. And all I had to do was age up. <laughs> but that being said, like, that doesn't mean it's, I mean, when you look at the numbers, it's by no means easy to get there. Uh, you're not a shoe in no matter what you're doing in the open division. So um, there's not a lot of room for error. And so it feels really good to finally have this opportunity. But now I know what it feels like. I'm used to my season ending after like regionals or semifinals. Um, and we still got a couple months left. So that's something new for me. It's just a, it's a longer season but I'm still having a lot of fun with training, super motivated, and I just can't wait to get to Madison. You look at the people in your division, mm -hmm. and there are some legends of the sport in there. That's what makes it so exciting to me. <laughs> like, and I think, like, if you would have made it in, like, if you were a Masters in 2016, and you're there with with names you've, you've never heard of in the sport, right. it probably means one thing, but we're getting to a place where oh. you're going up against China Cho, Stacy Tovar, like those are OG legends. Yeah. And every year I know it's going to like a few more people are going to trickle into that age bracket every single year. And that leaderboard or the, yeah, the leaderboard is going to just have more and more of those like well-known names. Um, so. So at age group semifinals, China won your division. Mm -hmm. She also competed in Pasadena in the open division. Mm -hmm. You finished 25th. She finished 24th. Yeah. And it was, I think, two points separating. It was very the close. Yeah. So you're going into the games. You got to go up against the, the top dog live mm -hmm. at semifinals, and you went toe-to-toe -to -toe with a two-point difference. Yeah. What of hope does that give you? going into the games of a possible podium finish? Well, I definitely, definitely, absolutely, like podium finish is the goal. And I truly believe that I'm capable of landing there. Um, I think the difference is the size of the field. So when you have a field of like 60 athletes versus when you have a field of 10 athletes, I think you approach things a little bit differently. Because if you're going to take last in a field of, 60, um, that can be pretty detrimental in a field of 10. Um, you can maybe afford to do that, but also you have to really be consistently at the top. Um, I think it'll be more challenging for me in a field of 10. Um, but, uh, I'm, I don't know. I'm still believe I can land there and that's going to be my goal or it is my goal. Right. And, and I, I think regardless, like you've proven you can hang with these people. Mm -hmm. I've looked at like your quarterfinal results You're like, you're always in there. Um, what's it going to be like for that first event in Madison where you walk out on the floor of North park or the Coliseum, whatever it might be, what emotions do you think are going to come over you? Um, well, I think it's the first event, especially, is going to be like 
the nerves I feel at all these big comps times 10, it's like, it'll be like my first time being at regionals. Um, just someplace I've never been doing something I haven't done before and all the hard work. So um, I think I'll sort of ease into it with each event and I'll start to like get my bearings a little bit. But um, yeah, I think it'll be heightened for sure being uh, in Madison uh, with those athletes. And when you went to watch the games, it was always in Carson. Mm -hmm. So you have never been to Madison. Mm -hmm. You don't know what those things look like live. Right. I'm, I'm assuming you've watched the stream. Yeah. So you kind of have an idea of what it looks like, but you've never been in those facilities. Right. So all brand new to you. Yep. Is that the way you want it? Um. I, I don't know. I, I guess that could have been helpful to maybe have been there in person before um, just to help with like visualizing and stuff like that. But I don't think it's a bad thing to have it all be new either. Um, it just is what it is, you know? And, uh, yeah, I'm, my mom has like some cousins in Wisconsin. So like now my whole family's coming to watch. <laughs> Um, yeah, so my parents are going to fly to Madison and my sister's family. I'm really excited about, um, my niece and nephew. My niece is seven, uh, and my nephew's one. So he's, my nephew's never seen me do CrossFit and my niece hasn't in a couple years. So really excited. Well, and you, you are a proud, proud aunt. Oh, yes. Right. Um, yeah. and that is, it's big on your social media. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to share my screen real quick. Yeah. Uh, and just show a quick of you there we go yeah that's a pretty standard weekend for us just out running errands um yeah basically if i'm not working or at the gym i'm with them yeah and they are cute and adorable and you and that that's that's what you love more than anything is being an aunt oh yes yeah it's like it's like being a parent, except for you only have to do the fun stuff. You don't have to say no. You can spoil them as much as you want. And they can't, like, they don't get mad at you. They they make you feel so loved. Like, I've never felt so appreciated or loved by anyone. Like, it's amazing. And what's the most favorite thing you like doing with them? Um, that's a good question. Typically, well, every Wednesday we do family dinner, so that's a tradition for us, which is really cool. Um, we take turns hosting, and I get to see them every Wednesday after work. That's my rest day. Um, we like going to the park, swimming. Um, well, my niece is basically just like a little version of me and my sister, so we like to go get coffee and go to Target and stuff like that. Um, and then again, I just love to spoil my niece. So if she wants something, I can't say no. <laughs> so I spoil her. <laughs> gotcha. So now you're, so back to the games. Yes. You've done this sport for a long time and this is going to be your first re reception of the athlete kit. Oh yeah. Clothes, all the shoes, all the bags, mm -hmm. all the equipment. How excited are you? to get that so that's pretty exciting actually when i went to register for the games i thought it was going to be really expensive because of all that 
but it was like the same cost as semifinals. So that was kind of surprising. And I was like, oh, maybe there's not like a whole uniform this year. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I mean, to me, it's more about like being there and having the opportunity to compete. But that is also pretty exciting to have a shirt with my name on it. Um, so. Well, and check-ins a couple days before you go live, right? Yeah, it'll be Sunday. Yeah. So you do that on Sunday. You have two days before you're going to go live with your competition. So it's kind of a separate event. You can almost do that separately from everything else. Yeah, I've heard that's like kind of, yeah, like its own sort of event. So yeah, we do that Sunday. We have an orientation Monday and then compete Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to be there, I think, Monday. Okay. um, Because we've been following... We've been following two Masters athletes throughout the season. One of them made it to the games. Great. We've been doing like documentaries on them. So cool. Um, so we'll be there supporting all the Masters athletes because uh, we love our Masters athletes on this show. Yeah. Yeah. You guys do a great job covering everyone, and it's pretty incredible, like from an athlete's perspective for one, but also people I know um, who like to have something to follow. Yeah. Yeah. So, so all that's happening. I'm going back to my notes now and, um, and your, what is training going to be like leading up to the games mm-hmm. and who are, who are getting your coaches pass at the games? Yeah. So Cody Looney is going to be my coach at the games. Um, he was my coach at semifinals. He does my programming. He has his eyes on me at the gym. Like he's my coach. Um, and for sure him and I will be going, I think one other, person for my gym will be coming down, um, but he'll have my coaches pass. And training leading up to it, I guess the only thing changing is maybe a little bit more volume because looking in the past throughout those three days, there's anywhere from like eight to nine events. So that's a little bit more volume than the semifinal. So a little more volume in my training and just throwing in different movements like pig flips, swimming, um, odd objects, just anything different that we might see, we're trying to throw that in there and get a little um, exposure. So because you've been around uh, since 2012, you lived through the Dave Castro era Mm -hmm. uh, and the Boz era. And Mm -hmm. now whatever combination of the two is now after the news from earlier in this week, does that make you excited or just something that you can't even really pay attention to. You just got to focus on you. I do just kind of have to focus, but if I had to describe my emotions about it, I would say excited. Um, just because like, to me, Dave Castro, like is CrossFit. Like that's, um, when I used to like dream of going to the games, like that's what it was. And so it's kind of really awesome that it's in this last moment, like kind of getting more back a step towards that direction. Um, so yeah, to me, it's excitement. It's a good thing. Yeah. We did a whole show on this earlier in the week and, yeah. and I, my, my opinions known, um, which I, I do have some excitement and I'm glad I'm going to be there because like, I think the story's going to unfold and we're going to get to know more as to whatever the plans are for this. Mm-hmm. And I, my hope is that whatever the plans are, it is in a way to uh, grow the sport. Absolutely. And I have to believe it is. Yeah. So the other thing, I know you're training, you're ramping up volume, all of this stuff. And 
I follow you on Instagram and I follow another semifinal athlete on Instagram. And I noticed the two of you appearing together doing this crazy hero wad challenge. Oh yeah. How conducive is this to games training? And the other athlete is Anton Foss, Mm -hmm. uh, who was in Pasadena as well. And I'm going to share my screen now. You guys have been doing this hero wad challenge. Yeah. So what is that all about and how much fun are you having? So it's a challenge that we do at my gym every year. This is, I think, year three for me. It's 10 weeks long. There is one hero workout each week for 10 weeks. It starts with Murph on Memorial Day. And um, you have from Monday until Sunday night to get the workout of the week done. Um and you have to post on social media, like check all these boxes to like officially complete the challenge. So we just finished week four. This was week four. Um, Boy, and yeah. yeah so this will be week five. And again, it's, it's one workout, one workout a week. I do it uh, as part of my Saturday training. Um, and I think it fits in great. I think the timing of it week 10 is maybe going to be, right around the games so i might have to do some modifying of it there or tweaking um but i think it fits in well and it's it's to me it's like an important part of crossfit is these hero workouts um as a way to um show our respect and remember um these people in our community who have lost their lives so it's a good way to remember them and share about their lives and um so I love it. And it fits in great for me. Yeah. I think it's a cool idea. And I've noticed that other gyms are doing it as well. And it seems to be like a catching on as a, as a thing in CrossFit. Yeah. Pretty cool. Does Anton go to your gym? Yeah. We train at the same gym. So there's actually two locations and he's kind of split between both of them. So he does a lot of coaching at the Everett location, but when he can, he gets in at the Linwood location to train with me. Um, but yeah, same gym. Yeah, awesome. Cause uh, I got to meet him in Pasadena. Mm-hmm. I got to meet him after an event. Uh, I he was dog tired when I was interviewing <laughs> him. Um, I felt really bad. <laughs> but it was it was a great uh, clip with him. So I just had to ask. Yeah, of course. Um. So what? What? When are you getting to Madison? I plan to fly there uh, Saturday and then do the check-in Sunday orientation Monday to beat Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And then I'll stay through the weekend and watch the other divisions. Um, so I'll be there about a, a little over a week. Um, yeah. I'll get in Saturday. <clears throat> um, do you, you have a two hour time difference. Does that affect you much? It's going to be hard to say until we see kind of the schedule or timeline for when the events will be, but I don't really think so. Um, I'm a morning person. I'm used to waking up early. So even if it's like a morning event, I guarantee I'm used to waking up at that time. Um, I'm used to training in the afternoon, but when you're traveling, you're already kind of like a little shaken up and off your routine. So I don't think it'll matter for me. Yeah, if you're a morning person coming this direction, I think you're going to be fine. I think so. Not too worried about it. Yeah. Um, so you're staying through the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to be around covering the event. Maybe we can grab you to help us do 
do some analysis work as we're getting through the weekend. That'd be awesome. I'll be around. Uh, cool. Um, well, we want to wish you the best of luck, Chelsea. It has been so much fun getting to know you this season. You as um, well. You become a regular on the show. I love it. I love chatting with you. <laughs> yeah. Well, with that, I'll let you get back to your day. Thank you so much for joining us on this Friday. And I can't wait to see you in about six weeks. Sounds good. Thank you. Yeah. And everybody in the chat, thank you so much for being here. I will catch everybody next time on the Clydesdale Media Podcast. C4 Energy, Extend, and Cellucor are delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at C, the number four energy.com. That's C4energy.com. And now back to the interview. <laughs>